Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm not an expert, more of a fantasy coach here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I won't always be right, but I hope I'll be convincing. Here we are. It's playoff week in fantasy football. Week 14. Here we go. Thanks so much for being a part of the show today. Check out FantasyFootballFellowship.com. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook for next year. Uh, get your get yourself ready for next season, and hopefully you will rally your league to, to also be a part of Fantasy Football Fellowship next season. So just want to keep that on your mind, but glad to be with you here on the podcast as we take a look at last week and how that will help us prepare for playoff time. Now, many of you listening today are gearing up for the playoffs. Maybe a few of you are still listening and you're out. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope that that next year uh, you'll be able to bounce back. But I think the comforting element to this season is, hey, it was the Rona. My, you know, if, you, if your team got hit with injuries and you know they were out for certain weeks because of the Rona, it's understandable. However... I do think that the elite fantasy owners that were able to work the waiver wire, able to make trades, able to recognize where kind of certain teams, NFL teams, were heading throughout the season and then kind of pivot away, pivot away from certain players, I think you find yourselves in a good spot. If you're in the playoffs, that's probably you know the approach that you took this year. And, and so... For me, I, I can honestly say uh, I made it in all four of my leagues. So I'm thrilled to be in the playoffs in all four leagues. I, I'm not, I didn't win a regular season, and we'll see if I can win any of these leagues. I, I would say I probably got a decent shot in, in two of them, um, and then we'll, we'll kind of see what happens in the other two. But this year, and I would say this most years, but especially this year, if you get in, you've got a shot. The, the truth is, every team is beatable. Any player can have a bad week. Any player can have a huge week. And I'm coming in to, uh, or I'm coming off of last week feeling really good about one of my teams, especially because Corey Davis, monster game. Jamison Crowder, monster game. James Robinson was solid. Zeke Elliott was even solid. Big Ben was fine, scoring in the 20s. TJ Hawkinson was good. New Orleans Saints defense was fine. So Adam Thielen was awesome. So I'm feeling good about that team in particular. That's a 14-man league. Uh, I finished sixth, but I'm I'm probably favored to win uh, the matchup uh, against the third-place team. So so anyway, I, I think if you're in, you could feel good. And I was curious, so I, I looked at some of the common threads for first place or or teams that that I thought were you know that won this year and did well 
at least heading into the playoffs. Here's some common players on rosters. Corey Davis and or A.J. Brown, James Robinson, Stephon Diggs, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Travis Kelsey. Because I talked about that yeah, a few weeks ago. If you have the best tight end and, and the second guy is such a drop-off, you're in a, it's a huge advantage for you. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is one of the running backs. Alvin Kamara, uh, if you had one of those guys, you're, you're probably in good shape. Maybe Josh Jacobs. So the, the key at the quarterback position, you know, why Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen, you got those guys for cheap. Allen slipped in the draft. Rodgers slipped in the draft. And then Herbert was a waiver-wire pickup. And so if you got any of those guys, I mean, they, they played really well consistently and, and have put up huge numbers. Uh, Herbert, of course, had a down week last week. But uh, speaking of the Chargers, so I've told you here on the podcast about the Fantasy Football Fellowship 32-man league. Let me know if you're interested in being a part of this next year, but each one of us owns uh, one fantasy roster or one NFL team's roster for our fantasy team. So I was the Chargers this year. And I did make the playoffs because I finished second in the AFC West, uh, which is crazy. So the, the Chiefs, of course, won, of course, won that, uh, but I finished second. And so uh, I'll go into the playoffs. I'll actually take on the Colts uh, in the 4-5 matchup in the AFC. So it uh, so should be a lot of fun. But hopefully the Chargers look better than they did last week. That was ugly. Holy cow. Uh, that was a, a blowout. Uh, New England. New, New England. We don't know what to make of New England. At least I don't. I, I don't know if I can trust them. I, I don't know. Cam, can you trust them in the playoffs? I, I don't think you can. I've, I've got Damian Harris on one of my teams, and I'm not quite sure I can trust him. He's, he's good. He's been okay numbers-wise, but the Patriots are, are just – you can't pinpoint what they're going to do each week. It's just it's – too, it's too up in the air, at least for me. All right. Each week, we always begin, and maybe I'm a little further into it this week, but I like to hold myself accountable. You hold me accountable where I missed, what I got wrong, where I, where I was off in recent weeks. And last week, I talked about the Houston Texans. And what's funny is I'm, I'm kind of right and wrong in regards to Kiki QT and Deshaun Watson. So going into last week, I was hesitant with the Texans because they lost Will Fuller, and I wasn't sure that you could trust Watson without any weapons. And Brandon Cooks banged up, uh, and I was just like, eh, can you really trust Kiki QT? So I kind of disregarded him. Well, QT had a big game, so he was, he was great, and I think you could trust him as a flex because he, there will be some opportunity there, uh, again, because Watson doesn't have a lot of weapons, but... This Texans offense, it just isn't trustworthy enough in the playoffs because David Johnson isn't trustworthy. He came back from injury. He just, he's just okay. He's, just, he's never had those big games. It does, the, the run game doesn't open things up for Watson. Even though Watson has performed well at times, uh, kind of in the middle of the season, he's probably your starting quarterback, but I just don't think he's going to win you the fantasy championship. I really don't. So if you have another option and you're kind of – kind of going back and forth. It depends on who it is, but I'd probably go the other way. I just don't think Watson is, is going to be unbelievable, especially without Will Fuller. So, But at least I'll, I'll admit I was wrong about QT. I was also wrong about Christian McCaffrey coming back, and so I, I whiffed on this. I, I just thought, all right, why, if you're the Panthers, why do you bring him back? 
I didn't want to monkey around with having McCaffrey on my IR spot and you know going to trade for him before the deadline. That that was kind of my my take on the show. Um, kind of felt that way about Austin Eckler too. So I guess I was just wrong with that philosophy. So I'm sorry. Um, McCaffrey's going to end up helping some some teams most likely this weekend. He gets to play against the team that his dad played for. Uh, he's just a football player, and and I, I shouldn't have overlooked that. Uh, which we're thrilled to have him here in Carolina. I'm a Panthers fan. We love McCaffrey. What what a stud. He wants to play, even though the season's over. I, I wouldn't blame him for shutting it down, gearing up for next season, but it, it appears, at least as of today, I'm, that, that he's coming back for the Panthers. So I was kind of wrong uh, about that one. All right, so here are some things I was right on. Last week, Robert Tanyan, another touchdown. So I was convinced that he was going to help you in the playoffs. I still feel good about him. And then also Kirk Cousins. I was convinced that he was going to be trustworthy and reliable. 26 points last week, three touchdowns. Let's keep it going. Minnesota is making a push for the playoffs. And if you have their players, you're feeling good heading into the playoffs. I'm always hesitant about Dalvin Cook. I've told you that over and over. You're going to play him. He's awesome when he's out there, but he always makes me nervous. However, Cousins... Thielen, Justin Jefferson, we're loving life if you've got any of those guys. The funny thing for me this week, which many of you probably experienced this as well, I have Kirk Cousins, and I'm going up against Kirk Cousins. And in one league, it'll be I, I, I have Thielen, the other guy has Cousins. So we'll see how it plays out, but that'll be fun. But, but overall, I feel pretty good about Cousins uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, also, like I mentioned, I have Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis. So two guys that... Probably have been overlooked. They've been undervalued, but they produced. And this past week, they produced big time. Um, I'm not sure I can trust the Jets. I'm a little hesitant with Crowder, uh, but very confident in Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. I'll talk about Derrick Henry in a bit. Uh, but but Davis and Crowder have been some some special players for me at times this year. Davis even more so. So I, I've uh, been able to ride the Corey Davis train uh, this year which is nice and uh, it's funny so I've got him in one league in the other two leagues that I'm in the person who won the league has Corey Davis so I don't know where I fell short on that one uh, but uh, but thanks George Kittle and thanks Ezekiel Elliott uh, Ezekiel Elliott this year that's kind of what hurt me uh, from, from dominance in the regular season all right let's uh, let's go to this week's I'm convinced I'm convinced and that I was wrong I, I got to admit this as well I was wrong about the New York Giants, and I'm convinced that their players are going to help you win down the stretch. And uh, unfortunately, I, I can't maybe name which players because Alfred Morris, I mean, are you going to put him in your starting lineup? Wayne Gallman, I think you could start Wayne Gallman as a, as a running back two in deeper leagues and a flex play. I, I, I think so. Um, I like him even better than, depending on the health of Devontae Freeman, um, I like Gallman. And then Daniel Jones. I, he's worth consideration. Um, I, you know, he's coming back from injury. We'll see if he plays this week. I'm definitely not playing Colt McCoy, but good for them to get the win. Um, but I, I just think some of those, those guys, Evan Ingram, somebody's going to help you if you're, if you're needing one of those guys. And, and you're, you know your roster. But I, I just have a feeling the Giants, they're fighting for a playoff spot. So those are the teams you want right now that when, when there's something to play for. Whereas, like, Houston, what are they playing for at this, this point? I'm not sure I want Houston Texans guys on my roster. 
the, the Jets are just kind of a disaster, but I guess the benefit to the Jets is they've been a disaster all year. So I don't know if there's going to be a, a huge drop-off just because we know they stink. Now, the Denver Broncos, like, they continue to play well. I, I don't know if you can trust any of their players, but, like, they're, they're at least competing. So you look out there and you go, all right, at least they're competing. Dallas looked a little better against the Ravens, and, and so I'm, I'm willing to continue to put Ezekiel Elliott in my lineup. Uh, Andy Dalton did not look good, though. That offensive line is not good, especially on the goal line, which is very concerning. But, but I think we, we have to consider what the NFL teams are playing for right now. And, and so I'll, I'll, I'll get to my, my panic in, in just a little bit, peace or panic. Um, but anyway, I'm convinced that the Giants, uh, they will keep fighting and, and, and they're playing well. Um, I'm also convinced that Cam Akers is good and the best back in Los Angeles. However, I don't trust the Rams. I don't trust the Rams to lean into one running back. It's still a committee. Daryl Henderson scored a touchdown, but you can't trust him to play to start him in your lineup, even as a flex. And I own both of them, and I'm kind of I'm I'm leaning toward avoiding either one of them this week. Now, depending on some injuries, you may be forced into it, but I like Acres. I, I like the prospect of him, and and maybe LA changes their their philosophy, but it's a big question mark because they like to to rotate it around. I feel a little bit more, even though last week I was probably down on the, the Rams. They're a roller coaster ride. But as of today, I feel better about Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, but that could change. The Rams are a nightmare, I, I must say. They're, I'm convinced the Rams are a fantasy nightmare for us this year. Um, all right, I'm convinced T.Y. Hilton is worth having in lineups during the playoffs. I love when a player who we know is good, a traditional name when they finally play well toward the end of the season, you can trust them because we know what they've done in the past. You know, early in the season, he was not playing well. So it made sense to release him. It made sense to bench him. But now that he's actually playing well, he's put together a couple good weeks in a row. Phillip Rivers is, is throwing the ball a little bit better. Um, there's probably a little hesitation in regards to you know, Michael Pittman was good. I was high on him. Now I'm high on T.Y. Uh, Hilton. Um, but I think we, we know who Hilton is because we've seen it in years past. So I, I like the trust the trustworthiness uh, of him um, moving forward. So I actually had him on my bench last week, uh, which was tough because he had a ton of points, so I missed out on that. So I, you know, I'm trying to think who else fits into that category, just some guys that are finally coming on. That, that you can trust. I think this time of year in fantasy, it's, it's all about who can I trust. And so you've heard me use that word a hundred times so far, but that's really what it comes down to. to. To roll the dice and take huge risks at this point in the playoffs, I just don't know if it's worth it. Um, you know, it's fine week five. You, you roll the dice. You put some different guys in there. You pick, off, you pick up somebody off waivers. You throw them in the next week. I, I'm not willing to do that. I, I want to know, okay, this guy throughout the season, he, play, he played well most weeks. Who's most consistent and who's playing the best right now? Those are the guys. You, I mean, I know it sounds obvious, but those are the guys you got to go with. The, the one-hit wonders or the desperation plays. I mean, those guys... You just can't trust them at the, at this stage 
again, I'm looking at my, my fantasy football rings. That, that's one of the things that, that I think is, is, is truly key uh, this time of year, my, my championship rings. <laughs> um, so it's been a while, though. I must say I'm, I'm hungry for a ring. I'm hungry for a ring. I really am. In my main league, uh, I'm due. So I'll say this just on a little side note. I, I've been in this one league for 17 years, the, the, my main league, all my high school buddies. I've, I've only missed the playoffs one time. I was telling my wife this last night. It was last year when little Maddie was born. So that, that's my excuse. I've only missed the playoffs one year in that league, and I've got to blame little Maddie on that one, which is fine. It's okay. I'm glad to be a dad, and I'm glad I was uh, soaked, soaking in the moment with, with her. So, uh, so anyway, I'm back in the playoffs and, and feeling good. All right, here are my uh, peace or panic this week. I've got some panic uh, with Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson, man, Met, Metcalf, Lockett. I mean, what's going on with Seattle? Um, losing to the Giants, I, that just makes me scratch my head. It makes me nervous. Those guys are awesome. All three of those guys I just mentioned, they are unbelievable players. I don't think you can bench them, but there is a level of panic there thinking, what has gone on with Seattle, and can they turn it around? And will they be able to get those huge numbers that we were seeing uh, a little bit closer to, to the midway point of the season. Very confusing with what happened in New York or in Seattle against New York. Uh, the other panic, the Chargers. Like I said earlier, I mean, what was going on with them? They're my they're my uh, FFF thirty two team, but Herbert and the the passing game very concerning. And with rookies, you know, it's always it's always tricky. Again, back to the trusting. Can you trust rookies? Down the stretch, I think guys that are now getting an opportunity, the J.K. Dobbins of the world, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he looked good last week. Maybe those are the guys that we can trust. I just don't know if we can trust Herbert, though. But I think Herbert, like I said earlier, he's the one that helped you make the playoffs. And so you probably have some, some loyalty there, which we'll, uh, we'll talk more about in a moment. Um, and then also the Eagles. Panic, sell, sell, sell. I'm not starting any Eagles this week. I don't want any of them. It's not worth it. Miles Sanders, I own him in a league. I can't start him. I, I, I really don't think I can. I, I, that's, not my, that's not my first choice, uh, that's for sure. I, you know, I hope Jalen Hurts plays great, but going up against a Saints defense, that is awesome. I'm, I'm starting a Saints defense in fantasy. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like having a defense going up against a rookie quarterback. That's a good thing. Um, all right, and then uh, lastly, I do have some peace about Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. Uh, Kamara only, you know, he had 17 points last week, which is good overall, but it's not the, the 20, 30-point big days that we love to see from Kamara, but I think we'll see it in the coming weeks uh, if you continue to win and you got him on your roster. I think, I think he'll be good for you. And then Henry, he only rushed for 60 yards. They had a throw. They, they, they got down against the Browns, and that, I don't think that will continue to happen. I think the Titans are good enough to – you know, remain in games, keep the balanced attack. It was just kind of an off game for them against the Browns. We'll give the Browns love for that, but uh, but Derrick Henry will be fine. Will be fine. Uh, no need to panic uh, with him, and and he'll probably end up winning some people some some fantasy championships uh, this season. That's for sure. The, the Titans overall, because Ryan Tannehill falls into that category of value quarterbacks that you got either off waivers or really late in drafts that has exceeded expectations in a big way. So those are some of my thoughts heading into the weekend. And, and here's the, the reality. I start doing even more research this time of year. Um, you know, during the season, a little bit more, 
you know, gut feelings. This this week, I want to know more about the weather. I want to know more about matchups. I do kind of invest a little bit more time in lineup choices. You, you got to really, you know, know how healthy players are and, and all that sort of thing because, you know, one lineup decision is make or break. Your season's, you know, over at that point. Whereas week five, it's like, all right, I'll put that guy in. I mean, I still care and I, I do my best, but um, you don't have to to dwell on it as much this time of year the stress you start sweating you're you're, you're you're second guessing all of your lineup decisions and it's it's really tricky but but I think you have to scour you know listen to to multiple people read multiple articles about each of your lineup you know the, the toughest lineup decisions and and then go with the player that you trust the most who has been the most consistent the most reliable and that you can feel good saying you know what this guy was awesome all year. If he lets me down this game, that's all right. He, 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 he helped me have a fun fantasy season that got me into the playoffs. So that's where I lean ultimately. So at this point, like, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of Big Ben. I'm, I'm going to ride Big Ben. Has he had a couple off games here or there? Yeah. You know, why can't they throw more touchdowns? It, it, it's beyond me. But he's still getting me over 20 points and, and most weeks. And so I'm, I'm riding him into the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see in two leagues. So we'll see what he can do. All right, let's jump into the playbook. And this week, the topic is fantasy loyalty. And so what I was just talking about factors into this. But here's the flip side. So you just heard that side. Here is the other kind of thought process when it comes to deciding what players to put into your lineup, what players to, to drop or you know, let, let go at this point in the season. Throughout the year, there are times when patience and loyalty are needed, but there comes a point, too, where we have to move forward with the players who are going to give us the best chance to win this week and in the coming weeks. And the guy that helped you, you know, maybe weeks one through four, but hasn't done anything since week five, you got to let go of that guy. Like that guy is, is, is most likely not going to get it done because in the back of your mind, you keep thinking, yeah, yeah, but in week four, he was awesome, but not anymore. That team, like I was saying earlier, teams that are out of contention, it's just, it's just not going to happen. And so there are the choices that we have to make at this point where, you know, I think some of the Atlanta Falcons players, we have to think about it this way. I think the Eagles for sure, um, Dallas kind of falls into that category. So there are just certain players where it's been a long time, four or five weeks, where that guy has continued to let you down, but you knew he was a top pick. You knew uh, he was good in the first couple of weeks, and so you hung on to him. You couldn't drop him. But at this point, again, can you really trust him? And so even though you've been loyal to your first-round pick all season long, if he's not getting it done, He's not getting it done, and you may have to bench him. You, you may have to, to drop him even. And, and so in, in fantasy, it, it can be tough letting go of someone we've been cheering for all season, but we know it's time to make that decision. And, and here's the parallel to life. There are people we surround ourselves with and friends we've known for a long time that cause us to question our, our loyalty. Most of the time, it's great to be patient with others and, and stick by our friends, even when they're struggling, and to be there for them and, and to you know, stay in their corner and all that kind of thing. 
But there eventually comes a point, too, where we have to realize that certain friends or certain people in our circle are actually bringing us down. Just like that, that guy on our fantasy roster, we have to say, you know what, this guy's actually bringing us down. Like, I can't continue to put him in my lineup. And, and so in life, of course, we continue to, to keep praying for them, and, and maybe we touch base with them every once in a while and, and let them know that we still care, but we can't continue to have the same relationship with them that we once had. We, we can't continue to put them in our starting lineup anymore where they're the ones that are spending the most time with us because maybe they're continuing to hang on to a lifestyle, lifestyle that we've left behind. You know, that, that we, we know when we hang out with them, we go down a path that we don't want to go down anymore because Jesus has changed our perspective. He's changed our heart. And, and we know, man, I, I don't want to engage in that, that activity anymore or, or be around people that do. And so we have to, to drop some of those friends, so to speak, or at least the amount of time that we spend with them or what that relationship dynamic is like. It, it, has, to, it has to change. And, and so, you know, we realize that when we're around them, they, they tempt us uh, to, to act in ways we, we no longer want to act. And so we have to move forward in our lives and understand when these people aren't giving us the best chance to win— that we have to, to, to surround ourselves with the people we can trust, the people that have been the most consistent and, and that, that bring out you know, the best in us and parallel in that to fantasy that bring the best out of our, our fantasy team and, and that have been reliable. Um, and so the Bible warns us in Proverbs, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. 1 Corinthians, it reiterates, do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. So loyalty is a valuable characteristic to live by. But when it causes us to keep people around who draw us away from God and invite us down the wrong path, we have to make the tough decision to go in a different direction. Hopefully it's only for a short season and the relationship can be restored when they're open to us lifting them up instead of them bringing us down. And, and walking away from the relationship may be the impetus needed to actually bring positive changes in their life. And so the key for us is being aware of the kind of people that are speaking into our lives, that are bringing us up, and, and that they're having the type of impact uh, that, we, that we want them to have on us. And so those are the people we want to put in our starting lineup. And, and so uh, Psalm uh, 1, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their lives never wither and they prosper in all they do. This week, let's evaluate our loyalty and make sure that it's leading to victory. And so who are we being loyal to? hand and and who are some of those uh who are some of the tough relationships that we got to reevaluate and and you know for me it's a little bit of a Ezekiel Elliott that's been the, the the one relationship that's been difficult this season he's starting to show me a little bit more and I'm giving him another chance but uh Miles Sanders I, I've gotta I've gotta move on I can't I can't continue to put him in my lineup it's just not happening uh Joe Mixon continues to be unreliable from a health standpoint um, I can't continue to put him. Uh, I've kind of got him on my IR spot, so I got to figure out what to do with him. But who is it for for you in fantasy? Uh, you can shoot me an email, fantasy at unpackingit.com. 
For those of you in the fantasy playoffs, enjoy. I'd love to know who on your roster uh, or who, who in your league won and, and who's on their roster. Just from kind of a, a research standpoint, we'd be curious to hear from you. Uh, so let me know. Uh, fantasy at unpackingit.com. Check out fantasyfootballfellowship.org. We will do one final uh, kind of weekly update podcast next week, and then I'll do a couple uh, playbook episodes as well. And so that will wrap up, wrap up the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast for this season, and then we'll, uh, we'll figure out a plan for the offseason and next year's draft season. But we'd love to know your feedback. What did you enjoy about the show? What don't you like about the show? Uh, how can we add more meaning and purpose and value to your fantasy season as well as your life. Let us know. Uh, We'd greatly appreciate your feedback. Fantasy at unpackingit.com. I'm Bryce Johnson. I won't always be right, but I hope I'll be convincing. Again, I'm not an expert, more of a fantasy coach, but love being here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I'm a sports fan and a fantasy owner who follows Jesus I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast.